Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. Well, we're continuing meeting the team that's behind the UC World Prayer Network. Uh, World Prayer Network, as you remember, was founded the day after the election by Mario Bromnick and myself. But behind that is what is called Wellversed. Wellversed was founded by my wife back, my wife and I back in. Uh, 2018, 2019, and that is a ministry bringing biblical principles of governance to government leaders and to the people who elect them. So we're kind of giving you the team that this is the financial background and the logistics background that supports the world per network that makes it possible. So I want you to know the members of the Wellverse team on uh, this particular day, May the 25th. And we're going to go right next all the way to the East Coast. We're going to go to Grant Aldridge, who has been uh, a member of the board of Wellverse since the very beginning. And uh, he played another role seven years ago, I got to tell you about, in, in this ministry before we were actually even formally organized the way we are now. Grant, welcome. Delighted to have you on. Thank you, Dr. Garlow. Pleasure to, to be with you on this. And true to what you and your wife, Tony, have continued to do through the years, you're supportive of a lot of causes, and including one of the things where we first met. I was a speaker for Alliance Defending Freedom. Yes. A group of around, I don't know, 3,000 Christian attorneys across America who stand for religious liberty. That's where we met as, as I was speaking there. And you right now are the, at one of their gatherings up in the Washington, D.C. area. Is that right? That, that's correct. Yeah, we're at a, an ADF ambassador event. And then we also uh, are with uh, uh, some of the attorneys and future attorneys that are supporting the, uh, the ministry. And by the way, uh, his wife, Tony is a part of the team of a large group of intercessors that prays yep. for this ministry. They have uh, prayers on Tuesday morning, they have prayers on Tuesday night, time, and then there's a whole group that comes on and prays for one hour before every World Prayer Network call. So you see a two hours live, but the hour before that is an hour of prayer with quite a, quite a group of people. Uh, Grant, you live in what state? I live in North Carolina, central part of the state. And I'm an old Kansas farm boy, and you're involved, you have been involved agriculturally. What do you do? What's your business? At what yeah, you? well, I, I've been in agriculture for 35 years professionally in, in biotechnology and seeds and genetics. And I think that's where we, we share a common bond, Jim. Uh, both worked in wheat. Uh, you're a wheat farmer. I bred wheat for, for improved uh, varietal, varietals, but I, I'm consulting now. Uh, in just various fields, but particularly in uh, green technology, microbiology, and, and have done that. I was recently a CEO of a, of a biotechnology company working in microbes uh, for soil health. That's a, that's a nice way of saying this is one very smart guy, very smart guy. Uh, uh, what else should we know about Grant Aldridge? We're going to have to go to the next person in a minute. I'd love to spend an hour with each person I can what else should we know about you and uh, your passion for the Lord? Well, I, I uh, love um, what Wellversed has has really stood for from the very beginning, Jim, when we, we first got introduced and and being a part of, of various para ministries like EDF that is, you know, centered around uh, family, uh, marriage, uh, the sanctity of life, the freedom uh, to, to freely worship. 
And, and it's really, I, I think, always been a, a passion of, of mine and my wife, uh, Tony. And, and so it's, it's really a, an area that uh, we, we see that we want to be a part of uh, in the fight, in the battle, and in standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with other believers. Again, this is why we're at this event uh, here in Leesburg, uh, to, to really tackle uh, the, the key issues that are, that are facing our nation and the world. And, and we want to be a, a part of that, a part of that fight. And, uh, you know, I've been a, a Christian since uh, my freshman year in college a long time ago. I'm not going to date myself, but uh, I love the Lord and, and love, love what Wellversed uh, is doing, Jim, you and Rosemary, and, and just honored to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much. And you, way, way back before Wellversed was actually formed, uh, I, I've been governmentally active my whole life, even from since age nine. But before Well First was formally uh, formed, um, Grant and Tony were very critical parts seven years ago of our first future conference. Now, we have one coming in a few days, but they were at the epicenter helping guide and, uh, and, and helping offer, operate the uh, first world, uh, future conference. We had 56 speakers in four days. So yes. that was quite an extensive <laughs> e event back in the day. Uh, in 2015. And of course, our next one is uh, July 2021-22 in Arlington, Virginia. And we are invited to it. Go to wellversedworld.org and scroll down. You'll see the word future conference. Click on that one and that'll take you to a lot of information. About 43 speakers, I believe, in this one. It's packed. A lot happening. Uh, so take a look at that. We invite you to come and be with us in Washington, D.C. for that event. Grant, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh, or this evening, rather. Enjoy being with you, my brother. Blessings mm -hmm. on you. Well, Joya Giampa, I'm going to go to you. Uh, you and I met in a very unusual place. Can we talk about where my wife and I met you? Is that okay? Sure, of course. We met at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute, actually. <laughs> yes, a gun range of all things. <laughs> Well, and there you are. I learned about you then. You walked up to me, introduced yourself. I, do you remember what you said? I remember, um, it's kind of a long story, but short version is our pastor recommended that we read this book. It was called Well-Versed. And so I love reading like the back cover and the introduction before I get into the book. So I read the back cover and I saw Dr. Garlow's picture. Um, and then my family and I were at Front Sight about a week after I had started reading this book. And Mr. Green, Rick Green, was um, on the stage preparing to do his constitution class. And I see this man walk up to, to Mr. Green and I hear Mr. Green say the name Garlow. And I'm like, where have I heard that name before? And so I asked my sister, look up the name Jim Garlow. And so we looked at the picture that, that she had found on her phone. And then we looked at the man talking with Mr. Green and they were the same person. I was like, oh my goodness, that's Dr. Garlow, the author of Well-Versed. So um, I brought my book the next day, well-versed, and I think I asked you to autograph it. I'm pretty sure that's, that's what I said. You so, did. And, we, and we started learning about you and your tremendous range of talents. Now, Julia behind the scene, she, uh, uh, she does so much logistically to keep things going. She's a key for the organization behind the future conference itself. It has a lot of complexities, and she's helping to manage it all. You'll meet Charmaine Webster later, but uh, Julia is managing about 100,000 details uh, to keep us going forward. In addition to that, every newsletter you get, she's the one that puts it together. I'll write the content, 
but she puts it together and she and I go back and forth and refine it. I'm a night person, she's a morning person, which means I'll turn it out and I'll have it to her maybe at midnight. Uh, but I need to be up early. I'm not a more early morning person, but I had to be up early the next morning because she's early and she's on it. And we'll go back and forth refining and making corrections. And Julia, it is a joy to work with you. Now, I keep finding out how talented you are. You play how many musical instruments? I play about three, but I would love to learn. I would love to learn more. So. And the three you play are? Piano, guitar, ukulele, and then my sisters and I sing together. Uh, do you play violin? Yes, I play violin too. I took lessons for that a couple of years ago. Yeah, another one. We are going to go and, and we're going to put in a clip right now, two short clips of you playing the piano. The, this, is, this is stunning and remarkable. Do you remember the, are the pieces that we're going to see? Or can you set it up? We're going to go to the stage uh, right, right, right now with you with a, uh, a small chamber orchestra first. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what was that piece? Do you recall what you're playing in that one? Maybe you played many of them like that. Yes, it was a Shostakovich quintet. I don't remember the details of the title, but it was a Shostakovich quintet. Okay, let's watch that right now.
Well, <laughs> that was quite remarkable. Uh, if in case you couldn't tell which one, that Julia was at the piano uh, during that quite a stunning, stunning performance. I uh, I want to go to the next one. Uh, I recognize we're kind of short on time, so uh, Tristan, if you can, uh, we'll probably only be able to play about one minute of it. But you got to see this next uh, sixty to ninety seconds. Tristan will say of Julia. What's this one going to be? This is the piano concerto number one in C major, the first movement by Mozart. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this portion that you're going to play is part of the um, the cadenza, which is like the the part where the piano kind of has like a solo before it finishes with the orchestra. This is stunning. This, how old are you, Julia? I was 15 when I was playing this. You were 15 mm -hmm. and you're, how old are you now? I'm 18. Uh, at age 15, here she is playing with a full orchestra behind her. This is a stunning moment for anyone. Very few ever get to accomplish this. Let's take, uh, uh, Tristan, let's play about the next 60 to 90 seconds of this. Julia, that is, that, is, that is quite stunning. That is remarkable. We're so proud of you. And then there, there's other tapes we could have played. There's the tapes of worship with her family all singing together. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two sisters. They're 16 and 10. And uh, and you do worship together. I, there's, I've seen Christmas carols. You sing Christmas. 
and and one of your sisters looks like she's playing a keyboard and she's very young or she appeared appeared how old was she i think she might have been eight years old at the time when she was playing the keys and you are all singing together well what a remarkable remarkable family julia we're so proud of you you're the only first time i ever met a high school senior i believe you were a senior at the time when i met you and you said my goal is to be financially independent in the next few years and you're still working on that is that right yes sir i am that 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 is stunning we're so grateful for you so proud of you julia giampa who behind the scenes that's the one who puts every one of the newsletters together that you received from well-versed so thank you so much we're going to go right on to Philip next. Philip Haregi. Philip Haregi is um, an attorney. Uh, what state do you live in, Philip? I live in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. And your uh, training, your uh, academic work was in what law school or what college? Sure. I went to University of Alabama undergrad and then went to Samford for law school, Cumberland Law School in Birmingham. And uh, you are very, very concerned with the Supreme Court and with the positions uh, of who's nominated for the various federal courts. Tell them about JAG. What does J-A-G stand for? That you're, you're not only involved with well-versed. I, I should, uh, maybe I'd back up here and tell Philip, where did you and I first meet? We met in New York at the United Nations. And that's uh, correct. And I, I have, I just, it was a funny story, doctor. Can I tell a little bit about that story? I don't want to yeah, interrupt your flow let's, here. Let's, I, let's go to that before we talk sure, about Jay. Sure. So uh, there were some mutual friends. I heard about what was happening at the United Nations. Of course, as a Christian, I was very interested in the Great Commission. Go make disciples of all nations. And I thought, what better place on the face of the earth in 2018, I guess, was the year. Is there a better place to do that than at the United Nations? And even though we loathe much of the policy there. Uh, they're influential people that we can disciple. So anyway, I was up there with you and I think it was July. No, it was July. And, uh, and we were on the roof of the apartment with uh, that Michelle Bachman was living in and I was getting ready to head back. I just came up to see what was happening. And uh, you pulled me aside and you said, <laughs> I said, Dr. Garlow, I'm gonna head back to the airport. It was so good to meet you. And you pulled me aside and looked at me and you said, why are you here? <laughs> And I said, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm seeking the Holy Spirit. But I, I'll never forget that. That was a crack up. Now, didn't our mutual friend, Connie Wilson? That's true. Yes. Didn't she speak a yeah, prophecy yeah. over you? She did. She sure it got did. fulfilled it, it uh, did. by our connection. What? 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 I can't yeah. remember that story. Yeah, that was in Washington. Uh, I was there with a group of people and we, we had had a three-day prayer event. For the Supreme Court. And afterwards, we were fellowshipping, and a couple of people said, Hey, do you mind if we pray for you? And I said, Please. So as they were praying, I didn't even know Connie, but Connie then looked at me and said, um, she just she said, Would you would you go to the United Nations? And Jim, I didn't tell her what I was thinking at the time, but I thought, I don't like the United Nations. Their policies are horrible, you know. But then I said, Well, I'll go anywhere the Lord wants me to, anywhere that the Lord calls me to, of course. So that's what I, I told her. And we talked a little bit more about it, but that was the initial question that got me thinking and that led to the connection with you that summer. Well, I, I praise God for her statement over you, that declaration or the question she posed. And then we met there at the United Nations. And then uh, you jumped in with us 
you've always maintained uh, you have you have a law practice. You you have a lot of energy. You cover a lot, and you have what's called JAG. We're going to talk about in a moment. Sure. Then you went to work with Well Versed, and you led Bible studies at the United Nations uh, up until COVID. Weekly Bible studies. Uh, they're in the United Nations at the, what's called the Secretariat. That's the name of the building for employees of the UN, and then along with meeting with ambassadors of the United Nations. In addition to that, we um, he, he led Bible studies in Washington, D.C. for members of Congress for well-versed. So he put a lot of air miles on back and forth and ministering and discipling. In a moment, you're going to hear from Chris Shields. You're going to find out uh, how we initially got into the ministry at the United Nations. Michelle Bachman, uh, Congresswoman Bachman, as she stepped out of Congress, she was the first one to kind of open that up for us. She literally worked with us full-time for the first year, lived there uh, two blocks from the United Nations and helped launch the ministry with Chris Shields, who you'll meet in a moment. Then Philip took it at that point, ran with it. He's still in communication with ambassadors there. There's a small group of Christian ambassadors. Now we have met with as many as 93 of the 193 ambassadors in private meetings uh, at the United Nations. We have a small, small group. We're not a large ministry, well versus it's a small ministry, but we have had the privilege of meeting with a lot of the ambassadors there. And uh, Philip continues relationship with a number of them. Uh, Philip, while you in the midst of doing all at the United Nations and working with us at Washington, D.C., you also have a 501c3 called JAG. What does JAG mean and what do you do? Sure. So it's a it's actually a 501c4, which is a little bit different, of course, but um but judicial, it stands for Judicial Action Group. And in two words, our mission is judicial renewal, which we define as the restoration of the judiciary to its proper role of deciding cases rather than legislating from the bench. And one of the primary things that we do as we work toward that is researching judicial nominees, both those that are coming through the system. Of course, the president nominates, the Senate confirms them, researching them and then lobbying because we're a C4, we lobby but then also thinking ahead. And right now, for example, we're researching with law clerks um, who we think would be the best Supreme Court justices so that if we have a constitutionalist back in the White House, when another vacancy comes on the Supreme Court, we already know who we think the two to three best people are. And so we're working on that now, Dr. Garlow. And, and we see the fruit of much of the work of the body of Christ and people like you right now um, with the court. Now, we're a little bit disappointed at times, but I see progress, and especially if we see Roe reverse, that's something that I don't think two years ago we thought would be possible, but here we are, and it may be happening as we speak. Yeah, that, that is a stunning moment in American history, waited in 49, almost 50 years uh, for this moment. Now, we know that just begins the battle of another phase because it goes back to every state, so the slaughter of babies, dismembering of babies in the womb without anesthesia continues in many states. Uh, so we have to continue to try to protect life in the womb. But um, it, this is a remarkable moment. Philip, I am so grateful for you, your passion for the Lord, your humility, your ability to, to press forward. Even ministries are not easy to run. They're not easy to lead. And so thank you for so much for being a part of that, the ebb and flow of a ministry that involves a governmental life, 
requires enormous flexibility. So you are you are special, a special brother, and we're so grateful. For he's he's also elder, an elder uh, board member of one of the largest churches in America, and so he's highly recognized in his own loyal community. In fact, it may be might be the largest. I don't know, but it, it's one of the very largest churches in America, and the pastor there has chosen him to be a part of a, a very small group uh, of individuals who give top level leadership to that. Philip, anything you want to say before we go? I, I, I do. Um, Romans 13, 7 says to give honor to whom honor is due. And so, Dr. Garlow, I honor you in front of everybody on the call. But I just I want to tell folks that Dr. Garlow um, has, I, I don't know anyone with more integrity and knowledge and joy than Dr. Garlow. And it's an honor to work for you, Dr. Garlow. I know it's a little embarrassing with you being on right now to talk about you, but I just, I really honor you and appreciate you. And, I'll, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again. With most people, the more we get to know each other, we get to know our, our strengths and weaknesses and maybe our admiration for someone wanes a little. And it's the opposite with Dr. Garlow. The longer I know him, the more I love and appreciate and admire him. So Dr. Garlow, I know that's embarrassing, but thank you, sir. I really appreciate you. And happy you are, birthday. It is my birthday today. <laughs> I, it, it's, a, it's a big one too. I, I, why be ashamed of somebody's age, you know? You are what you are and you earned it. It took me That's 75 right. years to get here. So I am 75 as of today. You are right. One of the person, previous speakers I wasn't going to talk about, oh, Tracy blew my cover and announced it was my birthday. So, so thank you so much. Uh, we'll, we'll have Michelle Bachman on a little bit later. I don't know, she's taping on a different day. So I'm not sure what she's going to do at the beginning or ending or something. So, but anyway, she was the one who helped start us. And then Philip took that ball and ran with that down the field at the United Nations. And it was a, it was a real eye-opener of ministry and opportunities we had there. Philip, thank you. I love you. I bless you. Thanks, Dr. Garlow. Appreciate you. Blessings on you. Bless you. Bye-bye. We go now to Chris Shields. Chris, my goodness, I have known you forever. Yes. I, I can't remember how we, how we first met, but I, I see you, uh, man, I see you like a, like a, like a son. Uh, son in the Lord here. You're, you're a precious brother uh, to me. Uh, Chris worked at one time full-time for Wellversed. He's not working full-time with us right now, but he still jumps back and helps me in all kinds of things. He's going to be a co-host at the Future Conference. Now, he's done this before. He, our conference we had in September 2020 in Washington, D.C. He was a host for that. Uh, he's done all kinds of ministries with us. He, he's, he's, he's a renaissance man. He's he knows his way around. You are a graduate of uh, Christ for the Nations yes. in Dallas, and then you've done schooling. You continued your schooling where? Uh, Christian Life School of Theolo Theology, excuse me. <laughs> yeah? Yes. And, and, uh, did you do schooling also uh, at Dallas Baptist University? Too, I right? did for a little bit, um, but then I transferred uh, because through Christian Men's Network, there's a commissioning process. So I got commissioned. Um, so you can take those credits and actually get uh, accredited. So through Christian Life School of Theology, I'm finishing up my degrees. And he's a profound preacher too, by the way, an excellent preacher. Now, uh, when you mentioned he works some with Christian Men's Network, that's in Dallas, Fort Worth. Yes. Uh, that's a ministry founded by Edwin Lewis Cole. We referred to Edwin Lewis Cole a few moments ago when Greg Berg was on from Houston, and Greg Berg talked about the fact that there were 
there were tens of thousands, I don't, there might have been 100,000 of us, discipled by Edwin Lewis Cole. And that ministry has continued on. At the passing of Ed Cole, his son, Paul Lewis Cole, who's one of my best friends, he now leads that ministry. It's, it's the most, one of the most remarkable ministries literally in the world. And I wonder how many countries, I, I, is it 100 countries or something? 100 sub-countries, and it no. keeps growing. It's all around the world, uh, raising up men in a profound way. So Chris works with them as, as well. Chris, you, uh, you did something with them. I sent you to the United Nations. Here you were a number of years ago as a college kid. Yes. And I said, go to the cafeteria and just at the United Nations, and just meet people. So I got to do every day, go there every day and come out with as many business cards as you can, all their contact information. And, and Chris has a winning smile. He also has, he has this huge bow tie collection. Now you're wearing black one today. Yes. But he, he has worn, he has every color of it. I don't know how many bow ties you have. You probably have no idea how many you have. I don't. He has an enormous bow tie collection. Not only that, he wears the most colorful socks. And, and, and mine are always just black every day, not his. He wears all these various iterations of colors like you would not believe. So Chris is known for his brightly colored bow ties and brightly colored socks. You spot him from a distance. He's a, he's a handsome guy, he's, he's tall and slender, and you see the socks, you see the bow tie, and then he's got this winning smile and a sense of humor. He laughs and he laughs a lot and laughs loud. He can be passionate about the things of the Lord, but oh my goodness, he is a magnet. And so I sent him to the cafeteria. I said, meet everybody you can. That's gonna be how we're gonna launch. Michelle Bachman was meeting with wherever she could, but primarily focused on prayer. She was very intense on hours of prayer in the United Nations. And then after about a month of that, I said, okay, I'm going to change it up for you, Chris. What did I tell you to do? You asked me to walk to as many missions or embassies that I could get into and make connections with those uh, missions or embassies and see how we could get to the top person in there. Yeah, in New York City, uh, they do call them missions as opposed to embassies. Most people would know the name embassy, but they're called missions there. And so I says, you go for it. Now, how far south on Manhattan, on the island of Manhattan, New York City, how far south is the furthest south mission? Because they're, they're not all right around the United Nations building. No. How far south do you have to go and how far north? So it starts at 17th Street and it ends at 117th Street. Um, so the combination of going back and they're hidden. So sometimes you find some in buildings and there's like five here, five there. And it's it's literally like going as where's Waldo, trying to find Waldo at every place. Yeah, there's a few countries that are very wealthy and they put a ton of money and they have a, a monstrous building. But that's rare. Yes. Uh, some of them are, are very difficult to locate. Remember, I said that we have been and met with many of the ambassadors there at the United Nations, so they're they're not easy to easy to find. So I said, Chris, go for it. How many did you go into in the course of let's say the next month? Seventy. Seventy different missions. Now, from mm -hmm. 17th Street to 117th, folks in Manhattan, that's a long ways. Yes. He did not take a taxi. He did not take the subway. Well, I don't know if he did on the subway or not. He did not take. Uh, did not take a plane, did not take a boat, 
and went to 70 locations that happened to be, Chris, when you walk into a mission from another country, let's say Uganda, if you walk into the mission of Uganda, where are you in that moment? I'm in Uganda. Yeah, you are officially in that nation. You're no longer in the United States of America. Yes. He's not in New York City. He's not in, in, in the state of New York. He's not in the country of America. He's not in the United States of America. When you walk into a mission or an embassy in any part of the world, you are in that nation at sovereign territory of that nation. So Chris was in 70 nations in 30 days and never took a plane or a boat or a car to get there. And, and, and you, you walked or you, you ran. Yes, uh, walked, ran. Let's just say I had to get new shoes by the time that uh, time there in New York was done. <laughs> and I remember you. I remember you, you. You lost some weight too during that time. I huh? did, you, 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 but you, it was a combination of walking everywhere and the gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you needed more gym time after you walked all day. Yes. So he had some long walks. In addition, when he got there, he went in cold turkey. He did not have a, an appointment. So uh, that, that's, that was, that's too complex to do that to start out with. So he literally, I said, get past the gatekeepers that you can, smile your way past them, make friends, get acquainted with people, have fun, and get as high up as you possibly can and get their business card. And he did exactly that. He made friends of everybody along the way in each one of those, laughed with them, joked with them, had fun with them. When he could, he would pray with them. And, and then he would gather the card the highest level and any of the others too uh, they met along the way and that helped open the door then when chris would do that if there's any particular story that comes to your mind you want to tell about that chris i'll come to you have you tell the story if there's something that comes to you of your experience on that but then uh, we would have tiffany you're going to meet tiffany next tiffany espison she would phone based on chris's uh, contact and so Chris would make the contact and it was always a positive first impression because he loves people and he enjoyed meeting all these people from all these different countries, different cultures. Then Tiffany, um, she was born in China and, and she comes next and she phones them. And when you learn about Tiffany, you'll see why everybody loves Tiffany. And then uh, Congresswoman Bachman, who worked for us at that time, would go and personally meet with them. And my wife and I would fly in there or various combinations or Chris would be there. And so various combinations of us we met uh, with the ambassador. We met with a total so far of 93 of the 193 ambassadors, member nations. By say ambassadors, there's a lot more ambassadors than that, but we're talking about the top level. Mm -hmm. The top level is called a permanent representative. There's multiple layers of ambassadors, but the top layer level is the permanent representatives and that's who we met with in almost every single case if there was a permanent representative serving uh, at the United Nations at, at that time. Chris, any particular uh, story you want to you want to you want to tell about your time at the UN? Oh one of my favorite moments at the UN was the Bible studies we were able to put together um, and in those Bible studies seeing God's hand move. Um, we saw healings in those uh, times together. We saw uh, people that were expecting kids that couldn't have kids, have kids. You know, it was just amazing to just see the miraculous 
um, hand of God in our time in New, New York, just through getting into missions through, you know, like you said, I love people. So seeing God use people to do things that they never thought they could do. Um, and just honoring you, Pastor Garlo, you know, trusting me to send a, I think I was 20 or 19 at the time to go to New York and see what God could do and seeing God do the miraculous. So it was just a time that will always be a staple in my life. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for that season. It was uncomfortable at times. I'm not going to sit here and lie, uh, but I believe it made me into a man. It taught me how to depend on God more <laughs> than just depending on myself, you know, or my family. Um, it taught me how to walk my faith out. Like during those walks, it wasn't just me just sitting there, you know, oh, listening to nothing. It was me, God, what do I do to get into this mission? You know, how do I connect with these people? You know, how do we see your kingdom grown through this? You know, so thank you ultimately for giving me the opportunity to grow, not just as a man um, physically, but as a man spiritually too, because I learned things about the Bible in that season that I could have never learned by taking another course or taking another class. It was by experience that I learned the most. I'm immensely proud of you. I so love you. Uh, I, I just, and I'm so glad you're going to be with us at the future conference in July, uh, giving key leadership to that. We, we just pray the blessing of the Lord upon you. Chris, I love when you pray. I'm going to ask you to pray a, a victorious prayer. Okay. Over every listener right now. Go for it. Okay. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Lord, and I just thank you first and foremost for our leader, Pastor Garlow, and his um, fearlessness, Lord. Thank you for his ability to know um, right and know wrong, Lord. And I just play a, pray a blessing over him. And Lord, just for everybody that's listening, Lord, I just thank you that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the bar. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the country. We're blessed going out. We're blessed going in. Everything our hands will touch shall prosper. Lord, thank you that we are trendsetters, not just part of the trend. We are difference makers, not just part of the difference. We are world changers, not just part of the change, but we are originators, pioneers, pilgrims, creators, building for your kingdom, for your glory. And Lord, I just pray for an increase of wealth, health, and prosperity in every listener, Lord. Lord, I command faith to be enhanced in their lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you that they don't know, no longer have to worry about what is happening next because your kingdom will be established and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. So Lord, I just bless everyone. And Lord, I just thank you that every dream that they have dreamed will come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Chris. I love you, bless, my brother. Blessings go in the joy of Jesus. We'll keep up with you, okay? Yes, sir. Be blessed. Thank you. Well, we're going to go next to Tiffany Espes. And Tiffany is not here with us. The reason we're not going to interview her in person is because she is on her honeymoon. Yeah, I We're saw not that. about to break in on that one. So what I'm going to do with Tristan's help, we're going to show you some pictures of the wedding that just took place. I had the privilege of officiating at this wedding. Who is Tiffany Espison? Well, she, uh, let me, let's give, if you look at the picture of me performing the wedding ceremony there, let me, let me give you a little bit of background on her. She was born in China. We do not know when, and we do not know who her mother was. Her mother simply took her, put her in a little box, left her in front of a hospital. She was adopted by a wonderful family in San Diego, came here, began to develop. 
by age, I'm not sure, by age eight or so, she began acting by age. She was acting in movies in, in, uh, in Hollywood. Uh, by age 13, uh, she bought her first condo. I think by 15, she may have started college, if I remember correctly. Uh, by age 20, bought another condo, I think. Was in a number of moody movies. We'll go we'll talk about those in a moment. Uh, then once she turned 18, she started turning down role after role because if they were not honoring to Christ, she would not do the movie. So she turned down, has turned down many because she's fiercely committed to the purity before the Lord. <clears throat> she met a man by the name of Lawson Bates. Lawson Bates is a part of a TV show called Growing Up Bates. It's a very popular show on the Up Network. It went 10 seasons and now may be going to a different network potentially. But he has an enormous following. They met each other. They fell in love with each other. I, at the wedding, I told the story. Tiffany was the most organized. She, she just ran so much of Wellverse when we first started. When we first began, she just ran everything. She was only 17. And we, she started working with us. She started working with us like in 2017, I think maybe it was. Uh, and, and she <clears throat> managed the schedule for Michelle Bachman, remember that first year, Michelle Bachman worked full time with us to help to get us going at the, at the United Nations. Uh, Congresswoman Bachman, when she was a member of Congress, helped us start a ministry July of 2014, weekly worship services in the US Capitol building. A friend of mine, I started those together. There had been weekly worship services in the US Capitol building from 1800 to 1869. Thomas Jefferson, who's known for the phrase separation of church and state, which is was it a myth. He did not write that phrase. He wrote wall of separation. It did not mean separation of church and state. In his famous letter, January the 1st of 1802, what it meant, he said, wall of separation, that the government could not come in to the into religion. He did not say that religion or, or the church could not come into government. He did not take that posture at all. How do we know that? Because he had allowed weekly worship services in the U.S. Capitol building in Statuary Hall, and they went from 1800 to 1869, as I indicated. It was probably the largest church in America at that point. And so when we launched weekly worship services, Wednesday night services at 615 in the Capitol building in room HC5, which is kind of below Statuary Hall, uh, we, we actually started there. We called it the Jefferson Gathering in honor of Thomas Jefferson. Uh, uh, Tiffany helped us launch all of that. She kept all the logistics the mechanics going, she placed hundreds of calls to members of Congress, hundreds of calls to ambassadors at the United Nations. Uh, and she just managed the whole ministry. She was brilliantly organized until she met Lawson Bates. I said that at the wedding. She fell in love and she, what, Twitter pattern, is that the word? Uh, she fell in love. And she says, I can't, I can't be in love and, and, and do other work at the same time. And that was essentially true. It was so fun to watch this relationship, a godly relationship between two people passionate for the Lord. Lawson Bates, well-known in the entertainment, and Tiffany is well-known. Bring up some more wedding pictures here if we can. Uh, do, we have, do we have, yeah, People Magazine covered not only their engagement, which was in Italy, uh, probably covering their, their honeymoon right now in Greece, uh, but it covered the wedding. This was just a few days ago. I don't know if we have any more pictures that maybe all, oh yeah, here's another. This was on a yacht, the top deck of a, a yacht in the San Diego Harbor. Uh, this was a, a spectacular wedding. By the way, that's my 
101-year-old mother up the aisle on the left. And then right beside her is my wife, Rosemary. And then my sister, Judy, uh, is right over to the left of her somewhere in the crowd. I can't quite see her. Anyway, I wanted you to see uh, these pictures of Tiffany. Do we have some, do we have some uh, pictures of her in, when she was in movies? Uh, do we have anything on that? Not sure if we do. She was in uh, Spider-Man. She was in Avengers. She was in, do we have her on the red carpet? If you Google Tiffany Esposin, you can see her. I guess we don't have those. Uh, you'll see her on the red carpet. But she is continuing to work with us from time to time. She'll be co-hosting. You just met Chris Shields. She'll be co-hosting the Future Conference with Chris Shields, July 20, 21, and 22 in Washington, D.C. area, in Arlington, Virginia. So you come to the Future Conference, you're going to have the privilege of meeting uh, not only Tiffany, but her husband now. She's married, Lawson Bates. Tiffany Bates is now her name. And uh, he will be there as well. You're going to be profoundly impressed with him uh, as well. Well, that's a few more. Let's go to the next one. Thank you for being with us for this special May 25 edition of, uh, of World Prayer Network, where we're showing the whole team of well-versed that's behind that helps, uh, helps logistically support the World Prayer Network. Let's go to the next one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.